Please listen carefully. Welcome back to the Focus Target Podcast. This is your host, Smiley, with you once again with my co-hosts, Van and Shy. Gentlemen. Sir. In a while. How you doing? <clears throat> How art thou? I'm, I'm really great, and here's why. Because after many, many long months, years even, because it's been more than a year, right? So one point something years would be years, right? Depends um, on where you're going with this. How long has it been that I've been wanting to do a podcast on the Final Fantasy VII Remake? Oh, man. Just feel like it's been a long time. And finally, the day has come. Today is that day. Today is Final Fantasy VII Remake Day. And we're going to talk about that pretty much exclusively. I'm going to put a warning here. We're going to take as much time as we need to really give this what it deserves. If it takes two episodes... Listen, we did five episodes on the Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> so, like, we can get two out of Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's a long game. Nice. Um, my so concern is that we won't have enough that. content to fill an hour. It's <laughs> always your concern. It's always your concern. It is never once. Well, there was that one time that we did like a forty-minute podcast. Yeah. Um, but that was once, just one time. Was okay. It, um, was it April first that it came out of last year? I don't was it April first, twenty twenty? Somewhere, wow. somewhere around there. I'm not sure the. Exact I think it was date. April of twenty twenty. I don't think it was April first. It was like right. April nineteenth or twentieth or something like that. Oh, so it may not have been. But now, because you had asked the question, and we owe it to our podcast listeners and live viewers. Is anybody watching live chat, by the way? Yeah, I've got it up. We were streaming the other day, and some guy said, what's up? And I completely ignored him. We're still kind of getting the hang of this whole streaming thing and, you know, audience interaction. We're learning. So bear with us. If, you know, if we we unintentionally diss you during one of our streams by not seeing your questions. Um, we're sorry about that. That's not intentional. April 10th. Um, April 10th. So we are, so I'm not a liar. We are a year and three days. That is 1.0 some years. And so, um, regardless, today's Final Fantasy VII Remake discussion day. But before we get to that, we have a question of the day that we like to do here on the Focus Target Podcast. And uh, so today's question of the day harkens back to our last episode. Last time we did a live Deep Rock Galactic episode that was uh with our with our guest host z uh which which i'm sure you guys will see him again on here at some point if you've been watching uh van and i stream valheim you've gotten a probably more than you bargained for of z um anyway uh deep rock galactic question of the day is about deep rock galactic uh today's question is what is your favorite class in deep rock galactic and why let's start with van van favorite class <clears throat> deep rock galactic <clears throat> uh actually it's pretty easy for me i think it's scout scout okay i gotta go i gotta go with scouty scout so full disclaimer i haven't played driller yet um but i have played my fair share of engineer scout and gunner and i think out of all of those um i just prefer scout the most i like the versatility that it has um it is kind of situational because without an ng scout's kind of bad and Hmm. also depending on which um mission you're on Right, like protect the drill dozer. Scout's okay for going back to that other room and getting stuff real quick and whatnot and picking up pieces. But for the most part, I think like Gunner would do better. But overall, I like Scout. The versatility is awesome. I feel like I can get myself out of danger pretty quickly, even though I'm squishy. If I had any feedback, it would be that the weapons aren't super powerful. Mm. 
but they're at least precise. So you could do like some long range shooting and stuff like that. That's kind of the point, right? Like, I mean, if the weapons were as good as like a gunner's weapons, like why? Or even an NG's weapons, though. I feel like yeah. the engineer has much better weapons than the scout, but. Well, what yeah. about you, Shy? What, what do you think? I think, I mean, I would say my favorite is engineer um, specifically because <laughs> of one of the weapons they have, and that's the breach cutter. And that yeah, gun go. is so good. Um, but I feel like before that gun. I feel like before that gun, engineer was not, didn't wasn't that powerful. Um, so I think that gun basically makes them kind of a powerhouse. Um, and I just I don't know. I really didn't like engineer when I first started playing. I felt like there was a lot of responsibility with like putting your platforms down and having to like. I remember the first time I think it was me, Z, and Van were doing a run, and someone's like, "Why aren't you building a roof, NG?" And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I don't know how to play this job. Too much responsibility." And then like I learned how to build a roof, and then I learned like some of the like the strategies with engineer, and it, it was pretty fun. I think maybe because Van likes playing scout, it's fun. Like we, I haven't played Deep Rock Galactic in a while, probably because like Van and I haven't played in a while. But like it, because they've synergized so well together, it was it, you know it's fun to play scout NG um so yeah yeah i could not agree more <clears throat> i think ng is probably my second favorite but i'm just terrible at utilizing the um sentry gun what's it called the uh, turret cannon <laughs> so i think it is sentry. i just feel like right, yeah. is it yeah so i just i just feel terrible anytime i play ng like i'm letting everybody in the world down i always forget the sentry like it's like five minutes into the run i'm like oh we fought like two waves already and i haven't put my turret down um so well, i guess that segues well into my favorite which is the digger love the digger because as shy said it comes out of the weapons um first and foremost the flamethrower mm -hmm. is just so cool and i've always had a um affinity i would say for like channeled weapons or like stream weapons um, I think it harkens back to when I was a kid and I saw Ghostbusters and the way they mm. shot those like laser guns was like basically the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my life. And so I've always loved guns like that. that just like shoot like a constant stream of energy or fire in this case. Um, and I also love their little digging claws. Like they're just really um, they're great for close range combat. If something comes up on you. They're very satisfying to use, like to just tear through the walls and kind of like Shy was and Van were just saying, like you guys are talking about how there's a lot of responsibility and like kind of complications and like those jobs, both of those jobs require a little something extra. Like the digger is a very straightforward job. You see a wall, you dig through it. <laughs> That's kind of your role. It's not that hard to figure out. Thank like, God it's great bless them for it. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it, it's helpful. Like people like yeah. having you around. It's easy to learn. It's great. I would say it's a great, um, a great class for a starter on the game. Mm. Like probably once you get more experience in the game and really get into it, you might be able to do a lot more with some of the other classes. And I haven't unlocked all the special new guns and, and, perks and things that that um the digger class gets and so you know maybe there's some more complexity still to come i i haven't played around with it as much as, as these guys have so um but yeah a good one for a starting class pretty easy to pick up and play and pretty pretty gratifying so especially once you upgrade that flamethrower a little bit to get a little extra ammo like that's the real drawback of that class early on is the ammo is you run through that fast but you can get a lot of upgrades for it as you're as you're leveling up so one of the better classes just to have around in a group as well, especially at the end when the drop pod arrives, because they just dig right like a straight a yes. straight tunnel directly to the drop pod. Everybody loves having a digger around. So. Yes, very true. Yeah, whenever they're like, pod is inbound, I'm like, okay, where's the digger? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna follow him back. And if he, get and if he starts, get in line, boys. If he starts running through the tunnel, you're just like, what is your problem? <laughs> Come on, man. 
All right. Well, that's uh, those are our favorites. If you have a favorite uh, class in in uh, Deep Rock Galactic, or if you think that our choices are dumb and would like to tell us so, give us some feedback. Our, our contact information will be provided at the end of the show. All right, enough of that. Let's get into the real deal. Final Fantasy VII Remake. So, for anybody who doesn't know, they took Final Fantasy VII, which was the game that was released in 1997 for the PlayStation in North America, um, one of the great classic RPGs of all time. It really kind of brought RPGs into the mainstream, I think, in a way they never had before because it was really one of the first great 3D RPGs. Like up to that point, everything was kind of the 16 bit 2D and oftentimes very beautiful. Some of the great, greatest RPGs ever made in that style. Of course, you know, Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy 4 and Final Fantasy 6 and, and a host of other games on the Super Nintendo. But on the PlayStation, which had a kind of a different audience, Final Fantasy 7 kind of kicked the door down and showed people, hey, RPGs are not just like a weird Japanese thing. They're actually really cool and really approachable. And so 20 years later, finally, after many cl- much clamoring from, from the fan base, Square has come out with the Final Fantasy 7 remake. Um, just to be clear, if it wasn't obvious at this point, we're going deep on the spoilers today. So Final Fantasy 7 Remake has some pretty cool twists, some pretty cool like moments at the end, in my opinion. And so if you haven't played it and you think you're going to or think you'd like to, I really recommend, you know, turn off this podcast for today. Leave the stream if you're if you're with us live. Uh, go out, play through the game. You know, it's what, what did it take you, Shy? Did you get through in 20 hours? Like, like, well, no, I did everything. I think it probably took me closer to 30 ish hours, maybe a little bit more. I did like all the sub quests I did, which I mean, I don't know. I, if you guys did it all in 20 hours and did that, then, um, what was I was 20? You're, you're four hours, 40 hours? Yeah, I think I was closer to that. I was like 36 plus hours, I'm pretty sure. I'll have to check my playtime and see, see where I was. I I was thinking it was 20 something for some reason, but maybe I'm misremembering. Regardless, um, 20 to 40 hours, somewhere in that range. I mean, it's it's definitely worth your time. Don't don't let us spoil the game for you. Enjoy it for yourself. That's my recommendation. So, let's get into it. So, we've got a couple of different points of view here. Van and I um, played the original, loved the original. Shy tried the original once, I think. Didn't really get very far. So, it's cool that we're kind of coming at this from different angles. So, I'm really, if, if it's okay with you, Van, I'd like to start with Shy and really get his kind of you know, a uh, history free viewpoint of like, what, what do you think of the game? Should I would like walk us through it? What, especially the plot, the did live up, just whatever you want to say, take the floor is yours. Yeah. I, uh, I've talked to you a little bit about the smiley just in some of the time we've played Diablo three recently, but, uh, I didn't know what to expect from the story. And I, if we're going to jump, we, we said we're jumping into spoilers. So like, we're yes. just going to, we're just going to put it out there. Like the one thing Doors I knew, open. the one thing I knew about the game, unfortunately was that Aerith dies in the game. Like that's, I feel like the big thing about seven, you know, men, grown men crying when Aerith dies and all this, but like, I didn't know like what the characters did. were like. I didn't know like what the really story was about. I knew there were like Mako reactors. I'd seen Advent children, but to be honest, Advent children made no sense to me, probably because I'd never played the game. Um, Advent children doesn't really was, make sense it, anyway. I was gonna say it still doesn't make sense to me, so um, I feel bad. But like, it does, but, yeah, but like, cool. I'd gotten introduced to a lot of the characters, like at least visually, right? Like, I'd I'd seen Reno and Rude, I'd seen Cloud, I'd right. seen Aerith and Tifa, um, and uh, Red Thirteen, that kind of stuff. But so it was really interesting getting into the game and just like 
I thought the story was really well fleshed out and told a very interesting and engaging narrative. Like I play a lot of games like because of like the gameplay or because of the fun factor, stuff like that. And I think seven remake has those, but it'd been a while since I'd played a game where I really just kept playing. Like I wanted to like play every night to like see what happened. And like, I was talking to smiley van, but like the whole like terrorist, like the fact that they're terrorists took me yeah. back. Like I did not expect that these, I mean, I guess I kind of knew they were like freedom fighters. A lot, a lot of games you play as freedom fighters, but like the bombing of the reactors and seeing how that oh, yeah. affects other people in the slums and seeing like Barrett and Tifa's interactions, like Barrett trying to like justify and, and like, you know, this is necessary, but like Tifa being like, I don't think this is right. Like the collateral damage isn't worth it. I thought that was, it just was really interesting. I thought it really came together, came together. Well, it's, it is interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, especially in this country, in the United States, the world kind of changed on September 11th, 2001, where terrorism really took on, a, like that word meant something different, I think, to the American people than it used to. And so, like, you wonder how how this game would have been received had it not come out before that, had they had this maybe released in Japan, say in 2000 and come out here in 2002, like what, it, what, how differently it would have been viewed to know that like you're part of a terrorist organization. Like it's just crazy how times can change and how we can think about things so differently. And then right now, like, I feel like eco terrorists, I don't want to say are celebrated because that seems hyperbolic, but they certainly get their own shows on like Discovery Channel with like whale wars and things like that. So I don't know. It's, yeah, it's yeah. kind of weird. It's it okay just... if they're like pro environment, right? Which I mean, right. Avalanche is. And so, I mean, there were. you go. Very, yeah. yeah. Um, right. So they I don't know. Want to yeah. hurt anybody? And as far as like gameplay goes, like I kind of had like a love hate relationship with it. And I think I've shared that a bit with Van and Smiley as well. Like it started out, I'm like, all right, this is kind of weird, and I'm like, oh yeah, I like this a lot. And then like halfway through, I'm like, I hate this. This really sucks. Like the first time I fought an enemy that like didn't just go down, and I was like, what? What do you even do? And then I talked to Smiley a little bit, and he's like, remember, well, maybe you try. What, can you remember what enemy that was? Yeah, oh, well, wow. I told you, and I don't think that that like no. I, don't, I don't know that it really uh. I don't know that for you it like rang a bell, but like for me it was I was doing one of the side missions and it was these modified it was like the little like floating mana like bots, but there were modified ones. And it was Movers. like three or four of them. And like like they would constantly be putting up shields. They were constantly it was just it was just me and oh, Aerith. Like it was pain. it was the section yeah. where it was just you and Aerith. And so like I just felt like I couldn't really do anything, anything done. Like I was trying to play as Cloud, but I could never catch them. Then I was trying to play as Aerith, but then they'd put up like shields and it was like like they were, I was just like I wiped at least yeah, once to them and uh and then like I talked I talked to Smiley a little bit about talking about how pissed off I was and like um <laughs> and then just like went back and like just took it slower and more intentionally and I think it went well and then like from there on out I was trying to do that more and just like and then I unlocked and then when I finally kind of built Tifa up like the, the second last third of the game I just pretty much played Tifa and then just queued commands on everybody else like it is just i don't know if you like max speed on her and like do some of like the some for like her special skills i don't know we're, i'm going on rabbit trails now of like gameplay stuff but yeah just really really fun game i then i started hard mode and i'm like ah, oh, let me try chapter one and i think i could do it I, I definitely did not clear the final boss um but like my character's like level 30 and i have don't have like any max material and i'm like you know yeah there's a lot of ceiling um, it takes it takes a little bit of a like pre a, a little bit different of approach in mm -hmm. hard mode yeah and a little bit of preparation i think and i, I just want to say i'm not sh surprised that shy really got into the monk character shocking <laughs> yeah wow there's, um, there's a shocker Fist weapons but I, I wanted to get back to to van van do you remember what enemy like was the first enemy that you were like oh 
why is this so hard? Hell House. Yes, that's oh what I was going to say, because the Hell yeah. House was the one for me, where I was yeah. like, am I playing yeah. this game wrong? What is right. going what on? What is going on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, I know, like, you know, the rock, paper, scissors, I get it. You know, when to use magic, when to do uh, physical damage and all that stuff. But, man, it just wasn't clicking. I I, I had to just muscle through, I think, most yeah. of it. I think I like, the first I half, I think, it was intentional. It. The second yeah. half, I was like, let me just throw everything at it and see if I can't kill this thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and just spamming, spamming yep. heals, high healing potions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Although I gotta say, for somebody who coming from the original Final Fantasy, that fight was very cool because mm-hmm. it wasn't in the same place. Uh, like the, the Hell House wasn't a boss in the um, in the original game; it was just a, an encounter. But it was like it felt like a boss sometimes because that dude was nasty and he could yeah. mess you up, um, and like. It was such a cool moment for me because I was thinking that as I went through the part in the remake where you would normally fight the hell houses and there weren't any there. And I was like, I wonder if they're going to do something special. And then when it showed up, I was like, Oh, that's so cool. So that was, I thought that was really well done to make that. It's actually like its own boss fight. Yeah, that boss anyway, sucked. Yeah. go ahead and continue. <laughs> <boss> try, uh, <laughs> so you were talking about your love hate relationship with the combat. When I would, like Van mentions rock paper scissors, I don't know if I even know what he's talking about. So there's still a good chance I've been playing the game completely wrong the whole time. I don't know, because um, I'm just using skills. So apparently there's times you're supposed to do stuff. But uh, um, so like Hell House specifically, like the elements has, is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, like, indicators right, that gotcha. indicate when it's weak to what element versus yeah. another. So yeah, I didn't figure that out till like 30, 75 percent through, and I'm like, well, it's just it's done basically. Um, <laughs> Hell House, I didn't like Hell House either, um, and I think. I think Hell House is a great example of, I think, a downside of the real-time combat, at least in my opinion. And that is that it just feels like the enemy gets a lot more actions off than you do. And I think it's because you're playing yeah. a computer that doesn't have to, like, think through anything. It just I just rotating computations or it's just programming. Whereas, like, as a human, you have to, like, you have to think through things. Like, especially a game like that where it's not a pure action game. You are having to switch between characters and do stuff. Um, and so... I think you're always going to lag behind where it's like a true like turn-based like RPG you get. It feels more equal because like there's, there's, um, there's more grace for the player. And there were several times I felt that about the game where I was like, this feels a little cheap, like this boss, because I feel like they're just getting like two abilities off to every of my ability or, you know, um, smelly. I haven't played original seven in a long time, but that's not like true time stop turn-based, right? Where, somebody has to be given unlimited time to take their actions. The bosses will continue to fight, right? Even as you no. combat it. Uh, uh, yeah, it was, so it was, you, it was active turn battle. And so you could change the settings in the settings. You could put it on weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's right. If, well, it's on your command menu, their bar would still fill and they would continue to act. But if you went, it, it was very similar to like what they have in the remake, right? Like if you went into the magic or the item menu, it would pause while you're searching through the menu. So it was kind of a, it was, it was fairly similar. But yeah, yeah, I guess that's what I was trying to remember. Yeah. If it was, mm-hmm. if that was similar to seven and therefore intentional. Yeah, well, I think it was. Let me ask you this as veterans, because I guess there was that, but it was also the positioning part. Like the fact that you're asking, you're running around a three-dimensional space and doing that. And like, was there a positioning yeah. element in no. seven? Like, if you were a melee, like, really you could just hit the enemy. Like, I think that's one of the things about the remake yeah, is well, not only are there timing yeah, things, but you're sorta, like, but no, you may you, not be near the boss, you, you may not be. Yeah. Most fights, it was, there was no positioning. There were certainly yeah. certain battles where, like, 
So, for example, you might remember in the Shinra building where you fight that like scorpion type. Early on, at the, in the first no, Mako reactor. No, no, in the Shinra building near yeah. the end, you fight it with just Barrett and Aerith. Was in that in the, the lobby? Remake? Like the lobby area in the bottom? Uh, I forget. Well, Regardless, right. there's a boss fight there where like you're on you're on different elevators basically, and like your melee people can't hit because it's too far away. So Barrett can shoot them, but the other people can basically only use magic or ranged attacks if they have them. So mm-hmm. so there's certain fights like that where like you're limited in what you can do, but for the most part there's no like there's a front row and a back row and that's that's the extent of it. So All right. Any other thoughts shy about about coming like so I think I think it's cool that you know you do get to experience like I guess Van and I'll get into this as what it's like coming from a veteran, but you do get to experience like what's going to happen for as with a fresh set of eyes, which I think is pretty neat. Like it's, it's, you know, I'm kind of sad. I can't like, I mean, you can for this game, but it's like, like Van and I kind of know where it's going and you don't. And that's so exciting. Like you don't know what's in store. There's so much more. There is. That's what I hear. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like, Midgar was like the introduction. It was like the tutorial. Like it was like, like the like first like eight hour hours game. or something, or like yeah. I would say fewer. Like the game's like a seventy-hour game, and like Midgar was like four hours, four, four hours. to five at most. Man. Yeah, even like doing thing, doing everything there was to do, and going slow. Like you could get out of it in probably under two. I would say if you if you yeah. just were burning through. Um, I mean, because they fleshed, they did. They really fleshed out so much, and so. Sorry, I didn't. I don't think I gave you an opportunity. Did you have any like kind of other thoughts before we go into? I mean, it was just beautiful too. I mean, it was just it's just a really beautiful game. Um, so well, that's cool. That's something. Well, we'll get into that more because I want to hear. You can start thinking about it now. I'd like to hear like what parts of the game did you find the most visually captivating? Um, so think about that. We'll come back to that one. Um, Van, let's yes, talk that's about. My name. Let's talk about, you know, what it's like coming, you know, what were your thoughts coming from somebody who had played the original? <clears throat> so I think, I think you're going to have to help me fill in the gaps because you certainly sure. played seven a lot more and more recently. Yeah. Um, I played, when I first played it, it was on four P- PC discs that you had to swap into your <laughs> PC to play. Or maybe even more. It was seven. Oh, you, played, you played on PC. No, I don't think. Yeah, it was I played on PC. It was seven. It was. Uh, it, was it was insane, dude. It was three for the maybe PlayStation. It was, PC. It was, it was more three, for PC. Three PlayStation discs. I don't know what I never yeah. had for PC. Yeah, it was crazy. But anyways, um, no, I thought I thought it was fantastic. I mean, it, when we said we wanted a final, well, I can't say we, the collective we, but when I said I wanted a Final Fantasy remake, I literally just wanted Final Fantasy as I knew it with like amazing graphics so we could see tifa and Aerith and all the people we love like just with fancied up graphics cooler environment and all that same stuff with the great amazing story that we know and what they gave us was some of that but in a completely remade game with combat mechanics that are familiar but yet unique in their own right as well as some introductions of new people in the story and some other stuff that i still don't even know who they are or where they came from or whatnot like they have to be part of the Final Fantasy universe somewhere, right? Like Roach, I guess. I don't. I'm, I don't remember him. Yeah, no, he. I think he was new to the remake. I don't believe he was. 
Yeah. Was that the soldier? Was it the biker soldier? Yeah, the, on the, the motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, I don't believe and there's he's, Zach he's anywhere else. At the end, now I know Zach yeah. is in the universe, and I know there's strong ties to Final Fantasy VII and some familiar characters with that. But um, you know, he's in it, and yeah, it was it was it was interesting. But overall, it was an amazing game. It was one of those games that, like, I once I got started, I really didn't want to put it back down. Um, took a pause towards the end after just trying to complete everything in the beginning and kind of burn myself out just a little bit but then i just powered through the last few hours and then it, it like the uh allure came back again and i was all excited to finish and i couldn't just stop putting i couldn't put it down again so it's funny when shy was like talking to us on the other the other day he's like oh yeah i'm just taking a break i'm at like at this point in the game whatever and i was like oh that's where i was when i took a break and then i came back and i finished it all within like you know the next couple of days um but no i'm just i'm just really happy um of how it came out and, and i absolutely love it it's actually my my background on my computer so Sha, i'm not sure how much of this went over your head having not played the original but this kind of surprise theme of the game was that it wasn't it's not actually the remake that we thought it was so we expected that by final fantasy remake it meant that they were remaking the game for us like remaster yeah, yeah remaster, remaster, right? But it remake. wasn't remaster, right? It was remake. And the idea, right, is and you kind of see it going on is that those ghosts I wanted all right, I want to talk to you about is that all that's yes. all new? That's not because it, it yes. felt weird. It felt so weird with all the ghost stuff. I was like, Yeah, must this know what's going on? All right. It's it's a meta commentary, right? right? So the ghosts are essentially trying to enforce the original plot from Final Fantasy VII mm. on the PlayStation. Anytime that things start to deviate from the plot, you know, is when those ghosts show up. Those ghosts are essentially fate saying that this game has to be the same game that it was. Yeah. And of course, at the end, you fight and kill fate, which essentially unshackles the story to not have to develop the same way that it did in the original Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. So... I think that it was like definitely a curveball because that's not what you thought. We thought we were just getting a remake of the original and they're basically saying, hold up. You're actually not getting a remake of the original. We are remaking our future. And so obviously, as you mentioned before, there's reason to do that, right? Like everybody knows Eris dies in Final Fantasy VII in the original. And so is there an opportunity perhaps to change her fate? um things things of that nature and so what i wanted to know van is like what did you think of that 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 idea that like of like actually building it into the story this idea of whether or not they should change the original game for this remake um i thought it was pretty dang well done it was hard to wrap my head around in the beginning yeah, but I thought it was. Too. I thought it was. I thought it was really well done, and then it also introduces like a multiple timeline theory too yep. into it. So it's just I don't know. It's and that's some of the stuff that I hope we get to talk through. That's a little confusing to me, but I think your explanation was probably the clearest explanation I heard about that. I knew when they arrived, it was something anomalous that wasn't consistent with the story we knew, but I didn't understand understand it the way that you explained it, and that actually helped out a lot. Now it makes so much more sense. I think too, there's, there's some questions that whether maybe other people know them, I didn't really understand, but like, it seemed like, like, what did Eris know? Like, it almost seems like she kind of knew 
that things weren't happening the way they always did or that like you know like it's like it, it brings us to a question like is this just like an alternate universe or something or is this some kind of like recurrence where like right. they've done this before hmm. this is a like a, a role they're playing out right Eris is trying to break them free of like it's yeah, very she does seem kind of cheeky at times right like, yes with, yeah. there's times sorry yeah. go ahead i don't know man yeah so a lot of questions to be answered obviously in in number two i I did see a an interview with the developer which said that like because people ask well okay so if they've thrown off the yokes of the chain of fate are they ba- are, like is 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 rebake episode two basically going like off the reservation where who knows like you know or will it still have uh a basis in the original game and the response was that the intent was not to just like say okay well now it's a new game so yeah you know throw out everything you knew right. it's still meant to kind of follow at least a, a broad path but more to say you don't necessarily know what's going to happen you don't necessarily know that this character is or isn't safe or yeah. what you're going to find around the next corner um which because right, they got to keep core elements right like golden saucers and you would, you would think so like, sid and his airship and that's all. I mean, the like, purpose of to, the whole right. thing right? squat yeah. challenges pull up challenges yeah. oh gosh <laughs> right right <laughs> oh we've lost it i love Podcast that squat challenge control. I used to, when I was a kid, I used to do those squats like the same way. Nice. Like I would just like I'd be bored. That was your exercise. That's that awesome. was my exercise. Like squats, man. That's 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 core. Were you core, um... core exercise, man? Yeah. I just wanted to say too that I think to wrap this idea up, like I think it would it was probably really hard for them. It was it was an incredibly high bar. We all agree on that. Like. The anticipation for this game was insane. They're really, I feel like this is their acknowledgement in a way to say like, there's no way like we can make everybody happy, mm. right? Some people really just want the core original game untouched as it was, which is, I think what Van and I would have liked. Other people say that that's kind of boring. I We want something new. And so this was, I thought a really cool way of like, not just doing it, but like acknowledging it while you're doing it and saying, we we're going to stay true to the spirit of it. They've kind of proved that through that. Like it was, that game was hopefully not true to the spirits within. Um, (laughs) That's the future. (laughs) You want to talk about movies that really don't make any sense. (laughs) Like Advent children is way, way up on that, uh, way higher. The spirits within's in the, in the, in the bin, but you know, like they, they did what I think they had to do to, to kind of say, listen, like, hopefully there's enough here for the purists to like, but we don't want you to just know everything that's going to happen. We still want to be able to surprise you. Hmm. We still want you to be, I mean, like Van, like what was your reaction when Barrett died in the Shinra tower? I Okay. So that, yes, that caught me way off guard and I got yeah. pissed. I was like, <laughs> you're like, what? You that can't take that much liberty. That's bull crap. <laughs> like, no, I, I was really upset. Yeah. Um, they really shove it in your face there a little but bit. But then fate stepped in, right? Isn't that the That's idea? Right. That, fate that didn't happen in the original it, yeah. game. Not at all. Yeah. By then, oh, I was starting to, yeah. yeah. Yeah, speaking of people dying, um, one of my first impressions on the game, 
is one mm-hmm. that I, I think will be lasting with me for a long time. And it was when you see Aerith in full HD. Mm-hmm. And like in the opening, I mean, it's the open. You haven't even had a chance to play yet. It's just, yeah. just the opening screen. And I see Aerith and I know my history from Final Fantasy VII with her and the experience, the hours with her and then her death and all that tragedy that, you know, Shy was talking about grown men crying and he wasn't joking. Like that was probably the first time I ever cried in a video game or at least got yeah, teary eyed, you know. I think so. And um, it's the music it's, though. They hit you with that music. Everything. You well, can't the, not. You nowhere, can't the music, the, yeah, the unexpected, everything. Yeah. And um, I just remember seeing Aerith in full HD and that whole history of me with her, like in a millisecond, a split second, just conjured up so much emotions of like, that's amazing. She's fascinating and beautiful. All at the same time, I was like extremely saddened to have to reach that part later on in the game. And it was like, it was, it was just a really weird feeling, but yeah, well, watch, that's, that's going to be with me for a while. We've referenced it a couple times, but it's worth saying like they did so, so masterfully the way they did that whole scene, because it's not, it doesn't just come out of nowhere. Like the way it leads up to it, like the, the area that you're in, the music prior to that is that like that creepy, like you just, it's like, it's almost like a resident evil game. And like, you go into this area and you're like, you just kind of know something bad's going to happen, but you don't know what it is. Like they really set the mood in such a way and then, I mean, like, there's a reason that everybody, like, it was so impactful. It's because it was masterfully done. And it'll be interesting to see uh, something I think Van and I talked about a little bit when he when we first started playing was like, it's one thing to like, let's obviously we've now that we've finished the game, we know that they've un, unlocked fate. And we kind of assume that part of that's going to be around keeping Eris from dying. But originally, when we didn't know that, we were like, you know, it's one thing to see like a a chunky polygony, yeah. you know, th- person Blocky get a sword shoved yeah, through. Exactly, it's exactly. another. It's quite another thing to see a character that realistic and in that detail. Like she gets impaled on a giant oh, sword, like from I mean, through, it's some crap. Yeah. It's some oh, no. graphic stuff. So like it's yeah. spine it, severing. Yeah, you like, wonder oh. if they would actually go that far, like. A lot of questions. A lot of questions for the future. Parts but I think she has to die. That's the question. No, right? I honestly think so. I, I, I don't mean it in like a bad way. Yeah, I mean, she has to die. Does she? I get. I, I mean, know, I have a feeling Van's going to riot. Van's going to riot if she doesn't die. I am. If if there's a way to save her, I am. I am boycotting this game. That's well. That's going to be the real question. Like, are they? Are they baiting us there? Ooh. Are they trying to say, "Hey, don't"? Ooh, I like it. Make you think that you're going to be yeah. able to save her, but really, there's you're nothing not? you can I... do. Just when you think there is no way she can die, yeah, you get that. Re- oh, I, I was going to say, game if that happens too. What if she survives? <laughs> like she makes it through the part you thought she like she died in the original, right. and then like at the end of the game or like another place, she gets knocked off Ooh. in a completely unexpected and emotional way, and you're just like, yeah, like falls off a bridge or something, <laughs> just trips and like breaks her neck. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, God. oh, that was unexpected. Yeah. See what happens when you kill fate? There's no guy to do it for. Yeah, I, I mean it's it'll be interesting. I, and I think but I think really that that's pro if, if I had to guess, and it's strictly a guess, but I have to think that that's probably gonna be a lot of what episode two is all that about. Sucks. Right? What is, a what a mind blow. Like that's gonna <laughs> that's the only thing I'm gonna be thinking of from now on is can I really save her or not? Or mm. Uh, so we're not gonna, I'm gonna try to kill her. This. We... 
<laughs> you just never heal her. Always, always having your party. Is who's going to be possible to date in Gold Saucer? You know, Ooh. Like, are they going to expand that roster a little bit? Maybe Red Thirteen. Look, you know, I know maybe. we're not there yet, but the next I'm looking ahead in our script and it says yeah. favorite things about the remake. Can well, I just say? I think, we are there. I think we're there. Tifa? We need to, we need to move there. I'm just Go gonna ahead. say Tifa. They 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 just Ooh. amazingly well done Tifa. Like yeah, taking yeah. it from polygonal pixels. Listen, fantastic. There's, there's the part in the original when you know you see her on the carriage going to Don Corneo's mansion, and she's in yep. that like that dress that yep. you know, and like lucky dress. <laughs> Yeah, that you, four, four, <laughs> four pixel by four pixel. Dress. Yeah, but you, like you could tell that, like, yeah, you, yeah exactly, because it had cutscenes. And, and then when you get to that in the remake, and you're just like, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they they really did an awesome Tifa. Um, yeah, <clears throat> you know, I thought they did a great job with all the characters. If I mean, they Barrett, I think they they captured their personalities very yes. well. Hmm. Barrett's a, he sounds, his voice is a little too deep. It's like comically deep. Right. But like, other I, than that, his attitude is, is so right on. I thought uh, it was obnoxious in the beginning. I was like, this is yeah. a little over the top. It is, yeah. Barrett, yeah. Barrett's always been an excitable character, though. <laughs> you know, he's always, he's always been super excitable, but um, then it started growing on me. And I'm like, okay, I can, I can accept this as Barrett. Yeah. I don't, um, I can't remember yeah. if this was an option, but um, did you guys play in English or Japanese? Was it even an option to play in Japanese? I don't. I played it with English voice acting. I don't know if there was even the option to. Did you guys do subtitles? I think I did. I almost always do, like in games. But I probably okay. did. Yeah, I did. I tend to as well. Not in movies, yeah. but games for some reason. I, I, the reason I bring it up is, I thought like I thought all the voice acting was really good. I know you guys are just kind of making fun of Barrett's voice, but uh, I really I thought Tifa's voice actress was great, and I like I actually looked her oh, up yeah, the actress because I was wondering what else she's been in. Um, but just like a very kind voice, which yeah, uh, yeah. They, they all do, yeah, yeah. Eris yeah. especially because like she was like in the in the original game, I never really liked Eris that much, hmm. and. In the remake, I also didn't really like her that much and for the same reasons. Like, like she was really nice, but she's also kind of annoying. Yeah. And it's like, like they really hit that perfect to me, where it's like she's like kind of annoyingly upbeat, yeah. which is exactly how I think her character was in the original game. Like, but they fleshed them out so well. Uh, they fleshed out Biggs, Wedge, and Jesse very well. Yeah. Obviously, Jesse got a little bit. I like Jesse way more in the original, though. Like she got, she got. I didn't she, know Jesse was a girl. <laughs> a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people do. No, I There's polygons. I saw this, I was like, she's very tomboyish. I mean, that's, I think they reflect here, but yeah, like it's a little harder to tell with those polygonal. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that Kate Sith character development. <laughs> I didn't know Kate Sith was a cat. I like how they show what Kate Sith shows up for what five seconds and a cut like in that cutscene and then like that's it. That was a cool tease. Yeah, it was a cool gone. tease. Like I was like, there's like they're kind of like hinting at characters that you'll meet yeah, further uh, down the road. Laying the groundwork, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Which is kinda... fair, and I don't. I mean, not to. I can't. I've got to be very careful what I say here because I don't want to spoil the future for Shy. Mm. But Kate Sith would have been around. Right. At that point in in the original as well, even though you didn't know it at the time, you never actually saw the Kate Sith doll in the original. But knowing what you know later, 
it, it makes sense for him to be there. Gotcha. In my opinion. So, um, yeah, let's, what about, what other favorite things? Let's talk. I want, I, I teased it before visually, like, was there anywhere in the game that really stood out to you that where you were like, wow, like, I'll start my, with myself this time because this was the moment that that really, you know, I was really loved, which was um, so I think we talked a couple couple times ago when we had our Nintendo uh, our Nintendo episode about how cool I thought. I don't know why I find this so cool, but I, how cool I thought of that Donkey Kong level in the in the winter level where the storm it starts as a clear day and then the clouds roll in then it starts snowing in the background and then before you know it you're in the middle of a blizzard like that change over time as you're going through the level um is just something i've always liked and when you're climbing the plate when you're climbing the golden shiny rod of hope um to get up to the shinra building i i felt something similar like for one i thought that was just a really awesome uh climb which it i mean the climbs in the original but it's not and it's like they really just fleshed it out, right? Like they, they, it's the exact same thing, but now they have the technology to really do it the way they wanted to, which is make you kind of see the devastation of the fallen plate and like the slum put out below you, which like, it was just like a background in that, yeah. in the original, which was cool, but not the same way. Mm. And I just <clears throat> like, I think one of the iconic moments of Final Fantasy seven is when you get to the top when you finish the climb and cloud is like, they, they had this shot for shot in the remake. So I'm sure you saw it shy yeah. when he, when you come up and like clouds, like standing and like, then the, the Shinra, Shinra yeah. building is like looming above in the darkness. And like, I was thinking as I'm going up, like, okay, it's still like evening time, but that shot is in my mind and I know they're going to hit that. And it's like nighttime then. So I'm like, is the sun basically going to set as I'm climbing this tower? Mm -hmm. And it totally did. Like, as you go up and up, like it's getting darker and darker until like, yeah, that boss fight right at the twilight. Like that was dope. That was so good. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. My favorite chapter of the whole game for sure was the climb. Nice. <clears throat> what chapter was that? 13, I think. Yeah. Okay. Because I think four, it was either thirteen or fourteen. Because it was then there was like two Shinra chapters, and yeah, that's what, then after that it kind of bogged down a little bit. But yeah, what about you guys? I I'll go to I'll go to Van first. Fight, 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 fight. Like yeah. the ending. Oh my god, so bad. When we get to things lacking, I think that section's going to come up. <laughs> yes, we got some work to do on that. But yeah, Van, I want to hear from you. What uh, visual? Yeah, no, that that similar area. Just being able to like look on the side you know, the rubble and all that stuff and looking out into the distance and everything. And you're right in the original game, but it was like a still background. Yes. Yes, and, exactly. And, and you just kind of see it like and the like, still background moving. And, and in like, this, yeah, like... First couple times, I didn't even know what it was. Right. Like, I didn't catch it until like, I think after I played the remake and was replaying, I was like, oh, look at that. That's about... Oh, okay. <laughs> right. But in this one, it feels like a living, breathing environment. Yeah, it was just, it was just something spectacular. I agree. Shy? Yeah, a moment. So the climb actually was not one of my was my least favorite areas because, and I don't know, it's funny. I wasn't paying attention to the sun. I was looking at the ground, and the ground is such a low resolution map, and that's probably because they couldn't figure out how to make it look good and fuzzy and distant or blurred or whatever. But it looks so bad that like I would just find myself looking at it and like despising it. And so like 
I really actually really annoyed the I was annoyed by the climb. Um, that is so funny. And I should have known you were gonna say that because I saw that critique online as well. You are not the only person who feels that oh, way. I, I'm not a lot of people were like, This is bullshit. Why is the why is it so low res in the distance? It's so bad. It didn't so bother me at all. I still um, thought it was awesome. It's so, high res compared to what I knew. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so that's a true point of comparison. Um I think one area, and I know we'll, 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 if we get some time, we'll touch on lacking. But uh, I think I would have really liked the end section, like when you're fighting fate and then when you fight Sephiroth. I think that's a really beautiful area, but I had some issues with that that I've not really had a chance to hash out with you guys, really. Like, I know I was telling you guys in chat I was running into some some bugs, but I haven't really had a chance to discuss that with you guys. But I think I would have liked that. I think what comes to mind, and it's kind of a deep cut, I love rhythm games. You guys know that. I love DDR and stuff like that. And I really enjoyed that the dance that you do. And I yeah. only did it once. Oh I'm gosh. super excited to go back and do that on hard mode because like it, I, one thing I didn't like about it is how the camera frames the button pushes. I think it's done in a very manipulative and yeah. tricky way to try to like get you to mess up, which was annoying because it made me not be able to enjoy the visuals of the dance. Like I just was finding myself trying to like, where is it? Like, is it under their armpit? Is it coming out of like right. the legs? Like, um, but I thought that was just a ton of fun and just like goofy. I don't know. Um, so I, I didn't understand it. I passed it, but I didn't understand it. Like either my sync audio video was off on my TV or something. Cause like, according to the visuals of when you should press the button, the indicators, it was certainly not on any type of rhythmic hmm. beat that I'm familiar, that I was able to pick up on the, in the game. And I'm a drummer too. I feel like I have rhythm. I know you were yeah. a drummer. Why haven't we had any drum Nobody. solos in this podcast, man? <laughs> Just well, like, I mean, I'm not a drummer anymore, but I was a drummer. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. I want to <clears throat> go back to another one for me because I had two. Wait, uh, as far as what you what what looked beautiful? Yeah. Okay, I want to I want I'm going to jump ahead. Oh, yeah, you, took you just copied mine. mine. So, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, please. basically, I just copied yours, or you took mine, and I just yeah agreed with you. Nice. Please, sure. my guess. stolen. <clears throat> so I can't remember what. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I don't remember exactly when it was, but I remember a part in the game where you were able to look up and see the plates above you yeah. from the actual Shinra building. And you couldn't do that. There were remnants of it in the original, but you know, you, you didn't have that 3D spatial viewing for the camera, right? You couldn't look around. It, it kind of set your camera in to where it was and your character would move around. Um, but in this one, you can literally move around, move around look around you know, in all, all dimensions. And being under the plate and looking up and just seeing it was like something amazing to me for some reason. Like just seeing yeah. all the underbellies and underworks and realizing like, dude, you are really in a slum. Like you don't mean anything to anybody. That top plate is where it's at and you're down here in the dark, dank, you know, slums. It, yeah, it was pretty impactful. I, I remember that moment leaving an impression as well. I, I feel like I, I felt the same way from an opposite perspective, which was, uh, I think chapter five, where you're going like under, you're like on the underhanging of the plate. Oh yeah, get up to the thing and like, like again, that exact thing is in the original game, but like, and it's there, but like, just like the climb, it's just, it it doesn't really do it justice. Whereas like then when you're like, you know, you're like on a little catwalk and you look down and you're like, oh holy crap, like <laughs> that's really bad resolution. What am I? <laughs> <laughs> never once crossed my mind each their own. Um, um yeah go ahead chai i was talking about the plates like the part the fact that after the plate drops like there's that gap as you look around i thought that was like a really yeah. really cool touch and just like cool. i don't know yeah so the one i wanted to say and it's kind of piggybacking off of vance um 
which was, so you talked about when you first see Aerith. And I thought that part too was really amazing. Not, I mean, certainly for her, but like, yeah. I love like, cause again, this is shot for shot with the original, right? Where you see her, oh, it zooms yeah. out, yep. shows the whole city, zooms back in on the train. But like in the original, like the fidelity wasn't there, right? Like you knew it was there, but it kind of zoomed out and you couldn't really see everything anymore. It was more just kind of a, like it was clearly a, a scene change. Whereas this one, like you could keep an eye on that street where Eris was standing and it's there the whole time in and out. And like, it just felt like it was like, wow, this is exactly what we wanted from a remake to be able to see this cool place and these cool characters just like fully fleshed out and realizing, like you said a moment ago, feeling like a real city, like having that consistency, like Shai said about like, once the plate's down, it's down. You can look, you can see where it's down. Like very, very well done. I thought. Um, and what I'm most curious about, I think I know where you get there in a moment is like, what's the rest of the world going to look like? You know, like what about when we leave Midgar? Like, how are they going to, build the overworld essentially uh that's my biggest question um anything else favorite so now from anything let, let's step away from just visuals but favorite favorite things about the remake what what were your favorite moments let's go back up to shy it's weird because I, I probably played it the most recently and i feel like i already am like have like memory gaps as to like what maybe it's because i've been playing so much of another rpg right now that that's what i'm thinking of most most freshly but uh I don't know. Come back to me. Yeah, I, I so kind of talking about what you were mentioning. Um, I thought it was fascinating at end credits when credits roll and you get like you know the thirteen thirty second snapshots of of progression all the way from the beginning to the end. And I was like, dang, I don't remember doing half that stuff until <laughs> you reminded me. But I was like that's amazing. Cause I don't remember doing like half of that things and they're just going over everything. I'm like, man, there was so much to this game by the time I finished that, that I, I can remember. So. Yeah. They're like, I know you guys complained that there wouldn't be enough content in mid group. Yeah. Look, look at all right. the stuff you did. Are right? you got your money's worth? Right. Right. I liked, uh, I liked Zach coming in at the end. Cause I have played a good amount of crisis core. I didn't finish it, but I did play a good chunk of it. And so like I knew of Zach. Are you, you laughing? Cause it. I don't, cause I don't finish you games. Finish it. You gotta finish um, it. Especially because that's what makes that part so crazy. Because, well, like, but, spoilers, he dies. Yeah, so, like, I just know that they have a connection. And isn't the Buster Sword technically his? Isn't that yes. like. Well, so, or maybe yes, not. He's also, yes. he's also Aerith's ex boyfriend. Well, I got, and I got that a little bit from the, like, Aerith makes the comment of the only other person I've, man I've ever loved was a soldier. And then there's that scene when, like, cloud is seeing zach yes. and yes. Aerith is like seeing zach like yes. clouds walking between them or something like like a weird thing and like i was like oh and they kind of recognize each other yeah but they're not yeah and then but they're not in the same like timeline or i don't know right um, or universe then, or what yeah so a lot of questions about that for sure but I the music question, yeah the whole scene i thought that. was touching you know like here they are fighting fate like you know basically hanging on by a thread and zach is like coming to the city being like cloud look we've made it or you know just like was very touching even though i didn't really know the context of what was going on like i was i was feeling it it was hitting me 
finished Crisis Core. That game's amazing. And has I don't have a PSP added. anymore. I don't know that you can find it anywhere. Like they need to remaster Crisis Core, bring that out to you know PlayStation. I'll, uh, we'll talk about. Mail it me sure. a PSP. Is that what you want to talk like, to me about? You're not. You're not advocating for piracy because he owns the game. So I'm certainly not advocating for nice. anything. But yeah, emulators exist. Oh, nice PSP emulators. And you have owned the game previously, so. Right. But we're not lawyers. They so don't take legal advice from us yeah. on whether you can do that or not. Yeah. I would never advise on anything in any way. Uh, other than that, you shouldn't have been watching this if you haven't finished this game. That was my advice. There you so go. That is true. But that's not legal advice. That's opinion. That is, not, that is, that is just my you humble take, You can take that to the bank. My my opinion is that nobody should watch this, period. <laughs> there, there <laughs> my, opinion, my opinion is that probably nobody watches it. <laughs> that's actually a fact, I think. <laughs> Well, except my love. Well, see, even Sarah doesn't watch it. She just listens yeah, sometimes. Listens it, yeah. Sometimes I don't know if she'll listen to this one, but if you're out there, love my wife Sarah. She's a wonderful, wonderful patron of our of our show. Okay. Um. So, other favorite things. What'd you guys think of the bike? The biking. No. The biking mini games. Least favorite. Least favorite areas. Especially like it, the fact that apparently one of the trophies is tied to the first section, and I really. I didn't clear it on the first playthrough on 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 normal, and I my when I was reading about it, people were like, "Yeah, play your first playthrough, do easy, and there's all these trophies that'll be a lot easier if you do easy." Um, which is that's one of them because it's more lenient apparently the HP um, or how much damage you take, and then the end biking stuff like that that sequence was way too long in my opinion, in my <laughs> honest opinion. That and I think we were kind of cl- we're not talking about negatives, <clears throat> so I didn't like the biking though. I mean, well, well, I guess yeah. 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 Well, listen, we can. We're the masters and commanders of our own destiny. We've destroyed fate, remember? So um, bring it I up. I just have to ask Shy, and I already know the answer. I'm pretty sure I know the answer. But what did you think about Roach, the introduction of the new soldier? So weird. I don't know. Like, And, and I think that really, like, like obviously I've played a lot of JRPGs. And so I get, and it's like 14 does this a lot, where it like really plays off these very like theatrical. And I know like Lai used to talk about like the terminology, I think in Japan, where it like the overacting, like kind of that whole like very melodramatic or like even like some lot. of the cross-dressing and like, like kind of like playing with some of those tropes and whatever. Like not that he was cross-dressing, but he was very like, yeah. what do I want to say? He was... He was flamboyant. Me- flamboyant. He was, yeah, kind of, kind of like yeah, flamboyant characters, almost like a Hild- like a Hildebrand kind of, almost like from yeah. fourteen. And yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so I, I like, I was like, oh yeah, this is all right. I, this is gonna be something that happens. And of course, later on in the Corneo storyline, the one, the one faction, um, the honeybee guy, like he's obviously plays into that that role as well. Um, so it was just, it was just odd. I don't, yeah, it was fun. I didn't like the biking parts, but it was kind of fun when he showed up. You know, then when you're in the actual like can't you know outpost and you fight him and you know i think i mean i think to me the biking stuff you know that was a kind of an iconic part of that part of the game like it was your first real mini game that you you played in the original that was like it was it was a big part of it i think and something that people remember from that and so i think they wanted to really kind of ham it up a little bit and they probably went over the top it reminds me a little bit of like the lightsaber duels in episode three of star wars where it's like, yes, everybody loves the lightsaber duels, but they kind of like threw so much lightsaber at you that at some point you're just like, <laughs> all right, like, what are we really doing here? You know, like, I feel like I I, I see that with the biking where it's like they really wanted to give you a, a lot of biking to really feel like you got your money's worth on the biking. And maybe it was a little bit overdone, but. Ben, other favorite things? <clears throat> Um, no, 
I'll like say for me, I, I really liked the weapon upgrade system. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, it gave you some customization options. It gave you something to work on. Like that's what I, if you remember way back to when we were just talking about this game, one of the things I worried about is like, okay, if you're going to have, if this is going to be the full game, but you're only really talking about the first part of a different game, like what kind of like progression is there? Like, and I thought that the weapon upgrades kind of gave you something to like work on mastering weapons for all your different characters and learning the abilities. And, and like, I just thought that was a, that was a very, uh, that was one of my favorite parts about it was uh, getting new weapons, leveling them up, mastering them, kind of tinkering with them to kind of have them fit your play style. Um, it was good stuff. I think, you guys, I mean, have dealt with Materia before. I'd never really dealt with someone like Materia, obviously, except in 14, which is a much more dumbed-down system. But, like, the Materia is, like, something that actually makes me the most interested in actually coming back to the game. Like, I do plan on platinuming the game. And, like like I said, like, I jumped into Chapter 1 hard, and, like, I, I got to the final boss, and I almost beat him, but I didn't. Like, I, And I, like, I like could tell when I didn't win, like, these are things I could do differently. I burnt too much MP early on, but I'm also, like, I don't have any maxed Materia. I don't have, like... Like, there's so much progression I can do to, like, make myself stronger that, like, it wasn't, like, hopeless. It wasn't, like, oh, my gosh, this is impossible. And I think, like, I could totally see myself, like, going back and, like, there's just some really cool material and, like, cool combinations that, like, 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 talking about, like, Tifa and, like, some of the, like, specific characters, specific material, like, um, I don't know, like... Um, and I also want to talk about just the special combat abilities, how each character had the, the special ability. I think it was normally Triangle on the PlayStation um, yes. controller. Like, and how it really changes like how the character plays from other characters and like how like kind of they're useful in different situations like cloud. Um, I thought his predator mode was super useful. Like for any, like, like, especially like the shield dudes, like that you can't like physically attack. I know like the magic works really well against them, but also you can just like turtle up with that predator mode and like they come at you and like, and you just hammer them or like even some of the, like the, the propeller guys. I hated those guys, the flying guys. But if you're in predator mode and you sit there, like when they come in and swipe at you, you like you counter attack. And like, I felt like, um, it was i don't know like it was just really changed the way the game played um depending on if you were yeah yeah i think the blocking mechanic was super helpful too talking mm -hmm. about like game mechanics like there's a lot of times where they introduce blocking into a game and like it just never gets utilized never, ever use it yeah. right you ever. have and to in here right? no you have to like you can't get a standard attack off edgewise unless you're mm -hmm. unless you at least first try to you know block the combat so I think I think that was one of the things I liked about it is it wasn't just it wasn't a Dynasty Warrior style right mm. where you could just spam A and swing your sword right. relentlessly and kill every enemy like there was some thought required you had to either block or dodge or time things with different characters like you couldn't just button mash your way through it um, again you could for a lot of the game but it wasn't efficient and then you'd get to a point where you get to enemies where wow this re like you're really having like you can tell you're doing it wrong you can tell you're like brute forcing it and that there's a better way um quickly i just wanted to note that like i think one of the points of hard mode and making it so you can't use items is because they have some of those really cool materia that like your first playthrough you probably never even used or were just like whatever and like i think a lot of those weird kind of weirder or more niche materials really can make a difference in hard mode when it's like okay i don't have a way to use any items to revive myself, to heal myself, to fix status effects. Like you need to like use creative mm -hmm. solutions. And I think that was kind of probably the point of that to say, we put all these cool material in the game that most people don't actually need. Let's give you some ways to, to handle some of these, these challenges. Yeah. Staying on material and hard mode. <clears throat> I also felt a lot towards the end of the game that I had way more material than I needed. 
Like yeah. I, I didn't, I had way more, excuse me, way more slots available than I needed for my materia. Hmm. And like, I never felt like, like I was, I was struggling for, to, to, you know, to, um, fit all the materia in my weapons or armor or anything that I, that I, that I needed. Um, and I feel like in hard mode, that's where all that's going to come into play. I'm going to have to be very selective about which ones, um, even multiples of ones, right? So if I want two spellcasters, instead of just carrying around one, you know, MP up materia, I'm going to need to max out a second one to distribute those between two people. And since you're not using, uh, you know, you're not using potions, you got to have another alternative healer. So, well, and if you're thinking, and I don't know if you guys know, caught this, I'm sure you guys did, but like the HP and MP can be stacked. So like they give you yes. a certain amount, but then like, like it's what max I think is 50%, but it's up to a hundred percent if you have two of yeah. them. And so like, that's not, I was reading like a lot of people, I think were doing that on hard mode is they would max out two HP and MP material per, per character basically. And like have the hundred percent boost. Which is cool. Cause that's a throwback to the original, right? Like you could do uh, that once you got the HP up, like you could equip like five HP ups on a character and max their HP. If, if you want to use all those slots, nice. like, um, to again, piggyback on something Shai was saying, how each character's, has a little bit different feel. We know that Shy's favorite character to use was Tifa, right? Uh, one of the questions I had for you, he's already answered it, but for I'll start with Van. Who was your favorite character to use other than Cloud? Like, if you had to switch off a of Cloud, who did you would you say you spend the most time actively on, or who did you enjoy being actively on the most? Aris, yeah, Tifa, probably Tifa also. Tifa also. Yeah, it, it, and only because you know, anytime you switch to the character, they seem to draw hate like immediately, yeah. consistently. And so Aerith, like, if you're on her for any moment of time, like, she's dead. And, and I, she didn't have any tanking ability. So I would say, yeah, Tifa. Um, yeah, I would say Tifa. Uh, you know what? No, I'm going to switch that. I'm going to switch it to Barrett. And Barrett was my tank. Like, he was nice. beefy. I maxed his HP. I maxed, like, defense on him, everything. He was he was a beefy mofo. Um, whenever I had a, a chance to choose the, um, you know, defense or whatnot on his weapon skills, I always applied it. And... Um, yeah, I just liked his range combat. Um, didn't use much magic with him at all. He was just a very <laughs> brute force individual, but he was beefy. So, yeah, I didn't mind playing on him because if he was being attacked, well, that's what I wanted in the first place. Well, let me give you a tip for Eris. Um, she's not meant to stand there and take hits, as you probably found out. But her attacks are ranged magical. So she's you have to, like, kite with her. It's like you attack and then you, like, roll and dodge yeah. and skip away and then like it's kind of she's hard to, she's much different i think than any of the other characters and she is play. strong but, like yeah. just that single flick of that freaking wand is crazy strong and especially since it's base magical it's great for like shy was saying like there's some enemies that like put up that magic shield or yeah. like you know like they're a pain in the ass and so like sh like switching to her in those times really helped me but i agree with you barrett was my was my boy ever since the beginning he was just very enjoyable to play like his abilities felt good to use like you use his triangle and he's like yeah oh yeah. and you're like yeah like they did a lot of damage like i loved some of his 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 later abilities um that just like just dumped damage on enemies a lot yeah. of fun i i found myself actually using him more often than than cloud in some cases um i would just idle on him nice. and and then switch to cloud and tifa when i wanted them to to do other things so Barrett was Barrett's my Barrett's always been my boy though ever since back in the day. I, I've, his characters cracked me up since like the first time I played that game. Like I remember when I was because I was let's see came out in ninety seven so I was in seventh grade 
when this game originally came out. And I like the scene on the train where he's just like cussing them out. And it's like, you never saw that in a game before. Like you never saw anybody using expletives. Uh, and he's like, if y'all weren't such damn fuck ups. He's just like, dang, what is this game? I freaking love it. That guy's good. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, we need to get into things lacking from the remake. We need to get into hopes and expectations for part two. We're kind of approaching the end of the line here. Do we want to try to squeeze it in? Or do we want to give this game a second round? Maybe we could add some other stuff to it if we need to flesh it out. What do you guys think? Make the decision on the fly here. Well, let me ask you guys this, because would we feel like we would need, like, the next episode would need to be part two? Or is this something we could come back to? Because I was going to say, like, with Intergrade coming out, like, at some point, like, I imagine we would probably revisit Final Fantasy VII Remake anyway, once we've had a chance to play the Mm. new story content with Yuffie. And also, like, those of us who have PS5s are able to see, like, the updates for that. Um Inside joke, everybody. He doesn't. He's not, he's talking about a hybrid Final Fantasy character's name, um, Riku but, and, and Yuffie. Yuffie. Yeah, it should be like yeah. Rufy. That's what you said, I guess. Yeah. All right. Um, but uh, yeah. So that that's my question, to you guys. Like, do we do an immediate follow up and then we revisit again in the future, or do we we try to squeeze everything we can in right now? We're we're definitely over. Not that we can do whatever we want, but I want to. I want to give it the time it deserves. So even if we don't come back to it immediately next week, if it's in in a month or so when maybe the PS5 <laughs> comes out or whatever, yeah. Because there's um, there's like storyline and plot hole things that I want to get into also. Yeah, I I see. Well, we'll listen. We'll talk amongst ourselves. We're, we'll do this off the air right. about whether we come back tomorrow or not tomorrow, but like next yeah, episode next week, yeah, or or we parcel it out and try to do a. A, a more in-depth PS5 one. That's TBD, but uh, I agree. I think I think we've gotten into it here a little bit. There's a lot to talk about. This is, this is a great game. I think we all enjoyed it, certainly enough to play all the way through it and finish it, which in this day and age, let's admit, like, when's the last time you played all the way through and finished a game? Or, like, what percentage of games you buy would you say you do that to? For me, it's kind of low, so... Same here. Any final should have chapter by chapter. That would have been awesome. What? Podcast after each chapter. <laughs> Oh, that'd be 16 podcasts, though. That's too many. Oh, that might be a lot. We could have done it. We could still do it. We do it for like Legendarium style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, if you have thoughts on Final Fantasy VII Remake, if you'd like to give us some feedback on whether we should come right back with another FF7 podcast or no, you know, go take a break, come back in a little bit later. You know, you can help craft which direction this podcast goes. We need to hear from you. Uh, best way to get a hold of us is on our email, focustargetpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on YouTube. You can see this entire stream, uh, all of our other uh, podcast episodes, as well as the streams we've been doing. Van and I, am, uh, along with some of our other friends, have been playing Valheim a lot lately, which has been a lot of fun. You should definitely check that out. We're on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv backslash focustargetpodcast. Of course, our Twitter at focustarget. And um, yeah, I guess that's it. And I guess that's all the places you can find us on, you know, right here on on Twitch if you're watching us live. So um, thanks for being with us uh, for episode... What episode? 84. Gosh, we're really climbing climbing the list, aren't we? Episode 84 of the Focus Target Podcast. This is your host, Smiley. This is Shy. And I'm Van. As always, cover us, Porkins. We're out.